So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day, I got a YouTube comment here from Annette Scott. And Annette is replying to one of the state of the markets. Hey, guys, listen, state of the markets, people love just going up on these YouTube. Just go to uh, Real Estate Rockstars on YouTube, and um, people just love talking away on there and, and posting comments. And, and I, I think it's cool because a lot of places don't get comments, and people don't know where to go to comment. There's so many different social media outlets, but YouTube is definitely a, a easy-to-comment place. Uh, anyways, Annette Scott says the seller is not paying. The buyer's agent and the listing broker is. Wait a minute. Annette Scott says the seller is not paying. The buyer's agent. The listing broker is. When a home is listed by a seller, the residential listing contract is between a seller and the listing broker. The listing broker splits that commission with the buyer's agent. And uh, she was talking about... The recent state of the market where we discussed why the Department of Justice was requesting the co-op commission records of 750,000 agents in the matrix system. If you didn't hear that, go back to our last couple of state of the market episodes and you'll see what's going on with the different lawsuits and and, uh, Department of Justice. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember... I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. What is up, a rock a star a nation? Listen, a couple of things. First of all, there's not much. There's really no news this week. Nothing worth talking about. And second, Kevin is not feeling very well at all. Actually, he is at the doctor. So we're not going to do a state of the market today. But we promise that when this happens, because here it's going to happen more in the summer. Uh, I'm going to Switzerland. I'm going to Patagonia. Kevin uh, has a ton of family time scheduled off. And so sporadically throughout the summer, we are going to do stay the markets, but not as consistent as we have been doing them this spring. And uh, when it happens, of course, we promise to bring you top quality interviews and content, nonetheless, every Wednesday in its place. So without further ado, anyways, let us get on with some incredible content on today's Real Estate Rockstar Show. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great uh, guest today. Dude has been on twice before, episode 410 and 567. Every time we talk, there is something new and exciting going on. First time we talked, he was all about FISBOs and expireds. Next time was all about expansion teams. And this time, man, he has uh, found his stride in recruiting 
and retaining. He took over as the office manager of a Keller Williams office and absolutely exploded it. So we're going to talk about all things recruiting, all things retention, all things real estate sales, technology, all kinds of good stuff we got in store for you. So without further ado, Mr. David Hill, welcome back for the third time to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, my friend, Pat. Third time's a charm, right, brother? <laughs> Love it. What's, what's going on, buddy? Why don't, you, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on who you are, what you do? Yeah, well, you said it. I, I mean, it's, uh, thanks for reminding me. I thought this was my second show, but we did do a, 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 a second one when I partnered up with an expansion team about almost two years ago now. Yeah, I mean, I started my business, Fizzbowls and Expireds, listed seven properties my first month. That was like my big claim to fame from calling Fizzbowls. And yeah, it sounds exciting, but I called uh, probably seven or 800 to do that, you know, and and half of those listings didn't sell, by the way. But the bottom line was I, I took the listings, you know, I, I grinded. And then, it, you know, I grew a team. My team, uh, you know, got up closing anywhere from 90. Our best year was 112 sides, you know, in the 20 millions for years. We did that just consistently. Uh, you know, at, at some point I, I wanted to expand um, my business. I looked at my model and we talked about this last time and I realized that my the model I had it wasn't expandable. You know, I couldn't expand what I had. So I looked at partnering with a few other expansion teams. I ended up partnering with an expansion team. I ended up then taking a team leader role, which um, is uh, essentially an office manager, right, at most companies. And, um, and, and I partnered my team with an expansion and that lasted about a year. Um, the person that was running it, unfortunately, it just didn't, you know, once the market shifted a little bit, it didn't work anymore. So right now, um, you know, I've written a book, The Sales Playbook. I have a, a national podcast as well, which you've been on my show at least twice now, maybe three times as well. I need to look, I think three times. <laughs> so I appreciate how I always appreciate having you. The conversations yeah, are yeah. awesome. Well, your and, big claim to fame is recently like, um, like the last 12 months or, or since, uh, I mean, first of all, what, what day did you become the team leader? What, what, what city and state are you in and what day um, did you become the team leader of the yeah. country? Uh, I don't remember the exact day. I, I became the team leader in um, in uh, February. It was it was right right after Family Reunion 2000. And Family Reunion is our big Keller Williams event. It was like Family Reunion 2018 um, in uh, in, in uh, Hartford, a Connecticut. A year and a half ago. Year yeah. and a half ago. You're in West Hartford, Connecticut. And how many agents did you have? A year and a half ago in West Hartford, Connecticut, when you started, we we brought in um, 159 agents uh, the first year um, as a team leader. We did it. I mean, it wasn't all me. It was wow. I it was a team effort. You know, I had a good team in place. Um, you know, when we when I started, we were at because you know, as you know, the industry unfortunately has a 30 percent attrition. So when I started, we were at about 370, and we got it up to about three, I think 29 or so, which was wait, which wait, wait, 170. Actually, you started at 170, and no, 370, 3-7. You there was 370 agents when you started. Yeah, combined between all the locations, and we got it up to about 423. So again, and that's net. I, it was higher than that, but again, I, we brought in 160, but we netted a oh, third of that. Of, you know, of, yeah, because of because of retention. A bunch of them bailed. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably complicating the, that more than I need to. Bottom line is, we we recruited 160 people, but because of you know attrition, people getting out of real estate, the the net growth wasn't 160. If that makes sense, it's like if you take 20 listings. 
you know, you may not yeah. sell all 20 listings, right? right Maybe right. 15 of them are going to sell. Now, did you have a, I mean, I guess people want to know, well, like, did, did, is that just people, you know, got sliced out because they weren't selling anything or dropped their license? Or did you have a mass exodus of people leaving at the same time you're recruiting? Or, you know, what, uh, talk to me about that net number. No, I think that, you know, I think if you, if you go to NAR or any of the other big, uh, you know, people attract that, it's a, it's a 30% attrition in the industry. I think a lot of people watch shows like, you know, HGTV or Million Dollar Listing, and they think it's easy. They get their license and they realize, wow, this is actually a lot more work than I expected it to be. And, you know, there's that. There's other people that, you know, uh, they have changes in, in the family, lifestyle, illness, health. I, we didn't really have any exodus. I mean, you know, we, those a few people like, you know, that they, they had challenges on teams. So they left Keller Williams. I mean, you know, it's just those normal things. I, I mean, I think ultimately one of the goals coming into this was really to help rebuild uh, and create a culture for our office, a culture of, you know, uh, where people, everybody's helping each other. We do a lot of events together. We do support each other. We just had a great meeting. It's all about bringing value, Pat. And I think we did a really fantastic job, not just me. And I, I say we, because it's a team of us. It's not just me. I have a exa- plus you, plus you probably you, you probably got caught up in some of that ghosting, right? Like, like how many, like you, you brought on 116, 160. Did some of those did you have some ghosts that you, you cleared out that threw off the numbers a little bit? I, I, so, yeah, that's not going to take away from how many we brought in, but it does, again, take away from our net in the end, right? Like how many agents are at Keller Williams. So I, I know that there were uh, at least uh, maybe a couple handfuls of people that were on the roster that, you know, maybe uh, were just paying a bill. I, I, you know what I mean? But I, I uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that so you really, might, you might've lost, you might've lost it because certainly the 30, you know, you know, you're way more than 30% on that. So I'm, I'm guessing that that's probably what happened. I know the office I was attached to had, a, you know, about the same numbers had about 20% ghosts. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, one thing I can tell you about that is, um, we, you know, me coming into the role, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was different. It was a different culture. Before, there was a different team leader, you know what I mean? He was super great guy, super warm and fuzzy guy, you know what I mean? And, you know, coming, me coming in, I'm a business-focused guy, you know, it's, it's about business numbers, getting the job done, showing up every day. So, there was a little bit of a culture shock in the beginning, and like most people made it through that. Yeah. Right. You know, and then we've, we've evolved now, which is cool, because now that's kind of, you know, we, this morning we showed up and in our training room. We had six people show up to make lead generation calls together. You know, I'm just that that's, that's our culture now, you know. So, yeah, I, I don't I mean, in the reality is, you know, when you, we have six locations, um, I actually oversee three of the locations. We have three other locations as well. So um, which has a separate team leader. So there's uh, you know, there's also, you know, we're, yeah. we're adding all the numbers together as Got well. It. So. I mean, so there's, there's other factors, Pat. So let's talk, about, let's talk about a couple of things here, first of all. So, you know, what's your opinion today, right, on uh, expansion teams? You were gung-ho last time we talked. You know, a couple of people have been on the show since you did that show and struggling making good profits uh, with expansion teams. Is that what you found as well, or, or where are you now on that? I mean, I think expansion teams are the way to go, man. I think, I think it's the wave of the future. You know, I mean, if you, if you pay attention to economies of scale, I mean, that's where everything's going, right? I mean, so 
the expectations of consumers now are, are going to be, you know, they want to go to one place for everything. They want a really high level experience. They, they want somebody, you know, to, to, to kind of manage the whole transaction for them. And expansions are, are a great uh, way to do that. You know, I think, in my opinion, I think some expansion teams, frankly, are going to be doing more businesses than a lot of the big brokerages. I mean, we've got expansion teams close 2,500 houses last year. I mean, I know a lot of brokerages that don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most. Most don't. Yeah. I mean, most. so I think that's a great, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, 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 a showcase of what's coming down the road. You know, I, yeah, I'm it's a big kinda, It's kind of just a, the history repeating itself because back, you know, 60s and 70s, essentially all the real estate companies were, were expansion teams. You know what I mean? They, they called themselves you know, on a person's name, uh, real estate. And, uh, and that's all an expansion team. It's kind of like, it's just history repeating. Well, it. well it's interesting because I was having a, a conversation uh, with a, with an agent at another company, um, Berkshire and a uh, great guy and a good producer. And, you know, the team model over there, I don't know if you know much about it, but it's, I don't think it's, to me, it's not a team, but they call it a team. Essentially what it is, is they're bringing, on agents and when they bring on an agent they get an override right of their production but they don't there's no leads there's no real accountability there's no real training but what what berkshire does well, for them yeah why would they call that a team i, I don't they, well because retention maybe i think that's what i think because it help it lets them put all the numbers together so what it does is it, it flates their numbers so you know they're you know they're getting Flate, recognized flates whose numbers uh, the team. So even though this person is not operating as, and I think in that the reason I'm bringing this up is because when you look at an expansion team, that they're operating like a football team. Everybody has their role. They work together. If one person fails, the team fails, right? Where when you're looking at some of these other models, they might call it a team, but it's not, it's not a team. You're really just essentially. I just don't understand the benefit. Why would you essentially create a downline and then call it your team? I, it just, for numbers, I think it's for, for numbers. numbers man. What does numbers mean? Just like ego, like in, like, yeah, well, yeah, right. Board? Internally, yeah, we we had the number one team in in the New England region. You know what I mean? But you know, most of my oh, team I members see. I never see. You know, it's just it, it is. It's it's uh, you know, it to me that I well, I, don't I think that. the definition of team is blurring to you know you've got a bunch of exp agents now saying you know, come join my team, which they don't really mean come join my team. They mean come come into my downline and sure. I will help train you and retain you because it's not just a, a one and done type thing anymore. You know, you got to, there's retention involved in building downlines and Keller Williams downlines too. You know, everybody's downlines. And I think Berkshire Hathaway's downlines is essentially what you're saying is they're saying, come into my downline, uh, Berkshire will pay me to compete with Keller and EXP and that's sure. Except really. And then, and then you become a retainer by, you know, checking in on them and hanging out with them and becoming their friends on Facebook. Is that what you're saying? Essentially he's doing the same job as I am just for another company. And, you know, he's bringing in agents and he's getting a percentage, you know, just like I do first year, we get a percentage of, their production, but I, you know, it's actually not a bad deal to be is honest with Jeff you. Cohn? No, it's not Jeff. I don't know who Jeff is, but I, oh. uh, but 
I, I mean, actually, I know, I know Jeff number from one, your, I think Hathaway. Agent. He does, he number does. He, number two, yeah. Yeah, he does, I think, a lot of your training. But no, this is not him. I would, but this is somebody I've been talking to for a while up here in Connecticut, and he's a great guy. Um, I'm just struggling well, to someone see you, how. Someone you've been recruiting. Somebody I've been, yes, exactly. Oh, I and, and it's, I just, I'm struggling. Like, I can see, like, okay, it makes sense. Like, you're, you're, if you bring on somebody and they are producing, just like all the companies, right? EXP. Well, it's, funny. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Everybody's, everybody's kind of seeing what's working and then they're trying to change their models to emulate the other models so that they have. And whatever it. happened to selling real estate and making your money selling real estate, man? Where did, where did that go? Like, it's, it's crazy now. I, I think it's like, we came, I came, I got my real estate license to sell real estate. I made all my, I just started making money through profit. I mean, I've, I've good profit share now at Keller Williams. I've been at Keller Williams 15 years. So my profit share is decent, but that didn't happen right away. I got into real estate well, to, to, yeah, to sell yeah. real estate and make money. And I did good. I made, I made a, a good amount of money selling real estate. The profit share was the bonus. Now it's all about, well, join us and you'll make money recruiting agents. Who wants to recruit agents unless you're getting paid for it? It's very interesting. I mean, I guess you're always going to have people that are, are recruiters and you're always going to have people that are agents. And it's just a game that we're in right now. That there, It's a war out there between brokerages. Everybody, all the brokerages are, are, change, are changing, you know, trying to one up the next guy, trying to say they've got the best technology and they've got the newest this or that and pay their agents to recruit and pay their agents to retain and... <laughs> It's fascinating what's going on out there. I mean, you see it. Like, what what are you doing to retain your agents currently, so that all these outside forces, like this dude at Berkshire Hathaway or Exit or EXP or or some of these guys, you know, don't take them from you? What are you doing? Yeah, man, it's just the same thing you do with your clients, right? You're selling real estate. You got to keep bringing value. It's like if you have to, you know, have to bring value. You have to be in conversation with them. You have to. You know, you have to know where they are at all times with their goals. Are they behind? Are they ahead? Keep bringing them back to what's important to them. You deliver, you know, for, for agents, delivering quality events, masterminds, right? It, they just, people just want to know that you care about them, right? I mean, I, that's what I've realized, you know, coming, I've grown so much in this role over the last 18 months uh, because it, it helped me become a better leader because leaders more is, is a lot more than just, you know, recruiting somebody and bringing someone in. I've always been good at that. But now, you know, having empathy, learning about their business, caring about them, helping them, right? Uh, if, even if I'm busy, I got to stop. And, 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 and I think that's one of the challenges Keller Williams, and this is just my opinion, but I think Keller, uh, you know, over the last, we obviously changed CEOs. There's been a lot of changes um, the, the, the calls are a lot different now when you're on a leadership calls. It's not, I mean, it's still about, you know, get the gross, hit the gross, get the numbers, but there's a lot more build those relationships with your agents, get in relationship with those agents, take care of your agents, figure out what your agents want. And, and that's what we have to do right now. You know, and I think that's, that's a big focus change. Fo for essentially what you're saying is the focus is going from being priority one recruiting to priority one retention. Uh, 
Uh, I'm not. Yeah, well, essentially, um, but uh, they're not saying don't recruit. But yeah, there's a yeah. Of course, we have right. to keep our agents. We have to keep our but agents. more than ever before. It's probably uh, absolutely hundred percent. Your hands on your pockets. I can tell you some of the people that did leave, um, you know, and, and we lost a couple good people and they felt like, you know what, you guys are focused on recruiting and I kind of got left behind. You know, you guys are making this big deal out of the $15 million producer you just brought in. How come you never do any videos for me? You know, things like that. So again, learning as a leader, not really paying attention, like we're making this huge deal out of bringing on this brokerage. And everybody else in the office like, well, geez, we've been here eight years. I've never got it in a nice big video like that announcement. And you know what I mean? So it's just paying attention to all those things. You it's know, almost so like if, if, if money were not an option, like, like if profit was not an option, you could pay two team leaders or two people in charge of an office. Ideally, you would have a recruiter and you would have a retainer. And the 100 percent nailed. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and the retainer could just go and just you, you know we have this. I have a. I live on an island, and there's a. There's only one hotel because they changed the zoning after it was built, and and I go hang out there. You know, I get I go in there and um, I walk my dog. It's too hot. I jump in there, get some Starbucks iced coffee or whatever, and and there's this dude that that stands at the front. And freaking everybody knows him and he knows everybody. And his one job is like greeter, right? But he's been there for, he's been there for decades and he is the most gregarious. Hey, what do you need? Anything you need, you know? And then if somebody needs something, he's running, making it happen, getting it done, but he's always there and people, people know him and he's like in every other review on their on their reviews on Yelp yeah. and everything else. And uh, they're like, Oh, you know, we love him, And it's so great to see him. He, you know, he remembers people's names, but my point is he, he and, and he gets paid a lot of money. Right. And, but his job is, is just retainer. He really doesn't, he doesn't really have a job specific other than, you know, retention of getting people to keep coming back to the tides because they love it there so much. And he's part of their vacation. And I think it's the same concept with, with real estate offices. You almost need somebody who's like the, the mother, right? That's hugging people and talking to them and throwing parties and, and yeah. you know. It's the yin-yang, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a perfect example is, you know, we, my executive assistant um, is, you know, she's the warm and fuzzy type. So, you know, I know agents that have partnered with us because the experience, you know, they meet with me and I'm, I'm a business minded, you know, I can be warm and fuzzy, but it's, you know, it's not my, it's not my go-to all the time. Right. But when they meet with her first, they're just like, wow, that was amazing. Just, you know what I mean? She just puts off this energy and makes people feel good. And then they meet with me and we talk business and we talk numbers and we talk about a transition. And then again, they meet with her and like, as, the, as they're leaving, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 that's why I said it wasn't just me that did this last year. It was, a, it was a team. And then you have the assistant team leader that can follow up. We have a productivity coach. So there's a whole team of people that are working together to achieve that. It's not just one person. You need all those different types of personalities, Pat. Yeah, yeah. So what about recruiting? Like what are you doing specifically now that we can learn from that, uh, that's working for you as far as the recruiting game? 
I mean, I, you know, I was, I'm lucky. I, I, you know, with the experience with, you know, if you go back and listen to our first episode, I, I shared with you how I got into in real estate in my first day that we, they had us pick up the newspaper and start calling Fizbo's. And that's how I took those listings. I essentially did the same thing for the most part. When I first, you know, became a team leader, I just started cold calling everybody. And, you know, the numbers aren't as great as, as referrals, but you know, you call a hundred people and ask them if they're, you know, if they're looking to take their business to the next level, one or two are going to say yes. And then that was, that was it. And then eventually I developed the relationships with the agents over the first few months. And then I started getting more warmer referral leads from the agents. And it's really just about, you know, getting in conversation. It, it, to me, I'll tell you another thing that I learned about this role that I didn't expect is, um, you know, I thought Fizbo's were a long game. You know, you know, three, four, five, six months sometimes, you know, recruiting agents is, the long, is a long game for the most part. You know? <laughs> what uh, do you think? What do you think? Like when you say that, I mean, it's good for people to know. Do you think it's a year, two years, uh, three man, years? Man, it depends on the situation, the product. I mean, I'm talking to agents that are, you know, $30 million producers and I mean, they're open, but it's just like, you know, the timing, when can they do it? You know, when I, I think it's, it's. Yeah, I've heard years, man. I mean, again, I'm fairly new in the role, right? The less than a year and a half, you know, but I mean, we just brought someone on. We were talked eight months, you know, we were talking for eight months. I took someone else. We brought him a family reunion. We brought him a mega camp. You know what I mean? He was like a $9 million producer. And, you know, it took those events. Then he joined, you know, probably five other events at our office, meeting with me, meeting with some of our top teams. I mean, so it's just, it's just, it's a process, man. It's very yeah, real. Yeah. Unless someone's upset. It's funny because we just brought in a, a, a Remax agent and uh, she, she just, she was like, I will never, ever. I talked to her a year ago. I will never go to Keller Williams. And, um, you know, we just kept on her. And then all of a sudden the, her office got acquired by another uh, broker, the, the broker sold and she just didn't like the broker that came in and then I called her and she's like, dude, your timing's perfect. When can we meet? And friggin' sign paperwork. So it's just, you never know, man. It's just, it's all timing, dude. It's, you know, you gotta, same thing as, as business follow up. Follow yeah, up. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could talk to a seller one day and, and they'll be like, yeah, we're never going to sell. And then a year later you could follow up with them and be like, you're not going to, you're not going to believe it. I just got transferred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Certainly. If you don't do that, it's certainly, it's kind of like, you know, all of a sudden you're going to see their house for sale and be like, what happened? And it's like, we really, really didn't think this was going to happen. But yeah, you know, I was asking my wife, what was that guy's name? But I couldn't remember it. So we just went with the schmuck that, you know, sold a couple of houses up the street. Having a system is going to be really key for that. And, you know, for me, learning the needs analysis, uh, you know, is, is, is really critical. I, I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, I practice asking questions every day so I can get better, more articulate and more, you know, and I want to be present with people. I, you know, I still remember my first needs analysis. Uh, her, her, her agent's name was Gloria. I'm not going to say her last name. Really nice lady. She met with me my first appointment. And I butchered the needs analysis. I mean, I butchered. I, I tried what's to the needs analysis. The Break it down. Um, it's just a, it's just a series of questions. You know, first it's kind of like Ford, right? Family, occupation, recreation, dream. But it, it's just, you know. But it's ultimately you. It's it's the pain bringing from pain to to pleasure, right? You bring them through that process. Find, finding out where their pain yeah. is in the with their real estate brokerage. 
yeah. showing them how your office can put give pain instead of it. Yeah, you're finding gaps. Like, you know, most people I talk to. Give me some examples, yeah. Well, you know, let's say, let's like right now, if you track, you know, 80-20 principle, 80% of agents' production is down, right? That's, that's. Wait a minute, wait a minute, slow this down. What, in general? What are you saying in the U.S.? I'm saying in general. I'm, that's just a generality. I, I, my numbers, I, may, my know, numbers be, may be way off. I'm just using the 80-20. Sure that's principle. not a Connecticut thing? I mean. And, uh, dude, my numbers, are, it's just a generality on the 80-20 but you're, principle. But you're, but you're saying. But I, I can tell you, when I, I track, everybody I call, yeah, okay, we okay. look at their numbers before I call, and I can see their production year over year, whether it's up or down, and probably eight out of 10's numbers are, are, are down. Here's my question. A year ago, would you say that? A year ago? No, I, I don't think they were. I think it's changed a little bit. Inventory's a lot lower now. It's a lot harder to get listings. So the people that are really, really killing it are killing it. And I think everybody else is, is, is getting hurt a little you, bit. So you, so, okay. Well, this is interesting data. So, so you're, okay. So, you know, compared to last year, you were making calls last year, looking at broker metrics, everything showed in broker metrics that they were selling more houses. So at that point you were, you probably tapped into the greed and were like, listen, I, we can, you could sell even more. You could keep going. Sure. What's next, year, right? Well, what's next? 12 yeah. months later, everything shifted. You're looking in broker metrics and it's showing they sold, you know, three houses less than they did the prior year. Then you're going to that pain. So, yeah. so how do you, what do you do with that information? Well, you know, it's just, uh, just about having a conversation, you know, just uh, following up, reconnecting. I noticed, you know, last, you know, we spoke oh, six months back. I just want to see you know, what's changed. Um, you know, sometimes they'll tell me, um, sometimes depending on who it is, I'll just say, Hey, you know what? I, I, you know, I track the numbers. I'm, this is to me, it's super important to know what's happening. And I, you know, I, I noticed you're down 25%. I was a little concerned. I anything I can do to help, you know, just, just having that direct conversation sometimes will open the door, you know, and sometimes, Oh, well, it was, it was, it was intentional or I took time off or, you know, you hear all kinds of stuff, but it, you know, it gets the dialogue going. And, and, you know, the, and the reality is at, when people's production is down, they're more likely to, to switch companies than when their production is going up. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that, well, that's a good piece of knowledge to know too. So you'll think, do you think there's going to be more recruiting going on even more now than, than, than there has been in the well, past. you know there has been, right? I mean, you know this too. Well, right? I know it's, it's been it's, crazy it's, lately. It's, yeah, it's, it's been crazy lately, but you're saying it's going to get even crazier because people are going to start getting disappointed. Then they're going to start blaming the broker or, or the, guy, the guy or girl running their team, right? You know, as to, oh, you know, why aren't you doing this? Or why aren't you advertising more? Or why aren't you spending more to get more leads or you know what I mean? They're going to be like, screw it. I'm going to another team or I'm going to another brokerage. Yeah. Well, the local, the local Remax office here, uh, they just hired a recruiter. That's what they do. They sit around and they make calls all day. The century 21 office recruiter EXPs in our area. All, you know, she's, she's actually really good. You're always in dialogue showing up everywhere. You know what I mean? It's, it, yeah, it's super competitive right now. I, I just, yeah. And I don't think it's going to change. I mean, with with our, with the way that space is going and tech and everything else, it's super super. I don't. I mean, again, I'm a newer to the role, right? I'm I'm a rookie, a year and a half into it. But I mean, from what I'm hearing from other team leaders, 
this is the most competitive it's ever been, ever. It was always Keller Williams was calling, maybe a few other companies, but now everybody's calling, all of them. And if they're not calling, they're sending out emails or they're running Facebook ads or they're, they're sending well, you, texts. You know, you know what was interesting is it used to be such a – real estate brokerages were such a – it was always such a small market thing. Like, like literally like in the town that I had my license in or still do and, and you know, did all my business in, first couple of decades in the business, it just wasn't cool for you to be like hounding – another agent at another company. It was just like they, they, there's an underlying current of, look, you didn't do, you don't do that. Right. If they yeah. call you, it's cool. But you know, you're, there was no one like aggressively call, man, you need to join us. Did it. Well, Keller, I mean, we started that, right. I mean, Keller Williams really is. Keller Williams started it. That. Yeah. And then, and then and, now, now it's like, okay, well, if they're doing it, I'll do it too. And, and with, you know, and, and with profit sharing and stuff, you know, an exit realty agent from Arizona could be calling an, one of your agents in Connecticut and getting paid on them, right? So, sure. so it's not a local thing anymore, right? So then the, you as a broker, you can't protect, you can't go be like, you can't see the guy at a party with exit and be like, yo, man, what are you doing? Because they're in Arizona. So all that's added to it. Does, am I making sense? You don't even know how many how many leads I get from from agents uh, in California or Florida that run ads on Facebook looking for a real estate career, and then they funnel a, a new agent, new licensee clicks on it, it gets funneled to them, and then they send it back to me and say, "Hey, get this guy into Keller Williams, add him to my downline." It happens <laughs> at least at least twice a week. I probably get those calls, which is hey, it's cool. You know, it's good for them. It's smart. You know, I'm sure you you know Aaron Kaufman. Um, you know, that's how he pretty much essentially, I mean, he, he does really good with profit share. I think, I think you said he made like 80 grand last year in profit share. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fascinating. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, what do you see about uh, now with, with this shift in market, right? Because your agents are shifting into market too, you know, less, less inventory, right? Yeah. So harder to get contracts through because you got competition. Yeah. What are you telling your agents? How should we attack this? listings man we just got done having this conversation dude listings got to focus on the listings you own the listing it doesn't freaking matter right you're in control you're in charge right all the the other 40 agents have to come to you so the listings are the name of the game we're teaching women with sellers we're teaching it a couple times uh we're doing it we're about to launch a big listing uh initiative for agents, um, I mean, just all we just we're focused. What's going to happen at that listing initiative? Well, there's going to be points for everybody that takes listings, and it'll be a point system and and different levels because obviously we have teams that are doing sixty million, and then we have you know agents that are you know. So we're going to create a we're we're creating a point system. It's going to be launched in the next couple of days, um, but it's just really getting the agents to focus on the listings, and you know, obviously not everybody's going to do that. So when when you're a buyer's agent, um, you know. Call, you know, call the agent first. Don't just go write an offer, but call the agent and have a conversation with the agent. Like, hey, what's the most important thing for your client with selling this house? Like, what can we do to make life easier for you and your client? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having those conversations is key. And I think, you know, technology has gotten a, lot, gotten a lot of agents away from that. You know, I think having that, you know, the, that, that belly to belly conversation with an agent when she's going to get 40 hours, you know, I'm sorry, 40 hours, 40 offers and they're stressed out as it is. 
and they don't know which one to pick. And then you're the guy that called and figured out what the clients want. You have strong financing and you know, I mean, all that stuff, it, it helps. And those are the, that's, that's what we're teaching our agents right now. Wow. Yeah. And I guess it always goes back to that, right? When yeah. It, when it, when it, whenever yeah. it gets tougher, it always goes back to the fundamentals, to the fundamentals, right? The fundamentals, yeah. the basics, you know, it never changes, does it? I'm, I didn't share it. This is nothing new that I just shared. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that guy, Dave Hill's profound. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> just like, right. yeah, this is it's what we always been doing and what we should have been doing. And somehow we got away from it, you know? Yeah, and it, yeah, you know what happens? Just just like anything, right? You just get spoiled in a sense, you know. And Absolutely. It's hard, but it's hard for ages to go backwards, though, man. You know, I don't think you you know. But can, then again, again, that's where you have attrition. You know, when agents would be like, "Oh, it's too hard for me now. I quit." You know. Well, then, I can tell you now with with Zillow and in you know some of the challenges with the technology. You know, Zillow just changed their their uh, platform, the Flex program. I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah. Instead of charging up front, they want to take a referral on the back end. But in order to do that, um, you know, and uh, Zillow's brilliant. Listen, I it, I wish I freaking invented Zillow, right? I, I mean. Zillow, no, Zillow, see the difference, the challenge between the agent and Zillow is Zillow is playing the 30-year game where most agents are playing the one transaction game. Like, I just want to get this transaction. I'll do whatever I can do to get it. Zillow's like, yeah, whatever. We'll give you the transaction. We want all your data. We want all your information. So yeah, pay us on the back end because they know most agents don't pay attention to ROI, Pat. And, and they're like, oh yeah, that's way better than paying a thousand up front. I'll pay 3000 on the backside. Right. And then all of us, but in order to do that, you have to get them qualified with their mortgage. You have to tr do the transaction through their system. And what are they getting? They're getting the data, the information, the fourth industrial revolution. That's what we're talking about right now. You know, going back to your wait, question wait earlier, slow it down a little bit. What, what do you mean? The fourth industrial revolution? Well, I would just at, tell all your users, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a genius at this, but I would say all the people listening to this should go um, Google it right now. Google the fourth industrial revolution and you'll see that this has only happened four times in, in our existence where something, uh, something has come out that's touched almost every, every, every person in civilization, right? Everybody is affected by it. It's data, it's, it's, it's robotics, it's artificial intelligence. That's what everybody's after right now. It's, it's that data. You know, it's why Facebook is, 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 you're hearing all this stuff about Facebook and Google and, and monopolies and, where, and data sharing and privacy. That, that's where we are right now. So it's all about the data, man, creating insights, you know, the smart house. I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, I'm, I know I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm moving a million miles an hour. I'm passionate. I love this stuff. You know, yeah, I would yeah. say, you know, if, if you're not paying attention to that, my friends, if you're listening to this, you need to understand what's happening with the real estate industry. And the first step, there's a great book. It's called Platform Revolution. I, Platform I would, Revolution. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And if you, you want to get a free copy, go to davidsfreebook.com. And you can get yourself a free copy, or I'm sure Pat, you probably have a free book I'll as well. In, I'll but, put it in, no, no, I'll put it in your show notes. I yeah, mean, but everything we talk about, I'm going to put. Since this is his third time, I'm going to put uh, everything we talk about, guys. I'll put a link to the book to uh, hybendigital.com backslash David Hill three, the number three. I appreciate that, Pat. Yeah, but I would just say, listen. I, I mean, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but with the changes, you really need to educate yourself. And your clients, I, I mean, you know, your clients need to know 
What are the disadvantages of going directly to Zillow to submit an offer? What are the disadvantages or advantages to going to Redfin? You want to give them that information before they get that information on their own, you know, but in order to give them the information, we have to understand it, you know? So I, I think that in my mind, that has helped as well, Pat, with a lot of agents we've brought on uh, recently having these conversations about technology and disruption and what Zillow is doing because most brokers right now aren't having these conversations. Mm. Yeah, no, it's good stuff, buddy. As always, man, this this is some top-notch stuff. I appreciate you coming back on, Mr. Hill. Talk to us about your free gift. As you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift, and it is an item of utility that everyone listening can use in their daily lives, whether it be uh, recruiting, retaining, or getting more business. Uh, what, what was your free Dude, gift today? You are, you are, today you got me on my lucky day, brother. Um, I'm going to give a free gift. I have a, 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 an expired prospecting kit. Normally, uh, it charged $199. Email me, david at davidihill.com, and I will send you the, uh, the thing for kit for free. All right, david at davidihill.com. But I will let you know, I'm going to send it to you for free, but I'm going to have your email address, okay? So you're, you're essentially you're going to take my $199 product that <laughs> hundreds of people have bought, but you're going to get, and if you don't like what I'm sending, then just opt out. It's that uh, easy. Uh, right? Yeah, and, and, and oh, also, yeah. guys, I'm going to, I'll put that in the link as well. Uh, yeah. I'll, put, I'll put the kit in the link. And, of course, as you know, David's free gift and uh, all the other free gifts uh, from past guests will be on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or just text the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. David, listen, this has been a blast, buddy. Best of luck to you. And uh, if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, man, I will uh, look you up. We can break some bread. Yes, sir. I look forward to it, my friend. It's always a pleasure, man. It's always a love talking to you, man. Super fun. Thank you. Have a good one, boss. All right. Thanks. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger. Yes, the one finger that points at people and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.